house of the Lord this morning. God bless each and every one of you. Amen. And, and you only come once as a guest. After that, you're just, man, you're just part of us, whether you like it or not. Amen. We're just, we're just thankful that you're here today. And we have uh, uh, been so blessed by the Lord this week. Amen. I am very glad to announce, and some of y'all know, we were approved by Montgomery City Council. Thank you, Jesus. We were approved by the City Council of the City of Montgomery to proceed with our our building program. Amen. We have a we are thankful for that. God has been good to us. He has seen us through this process and and uh, we do have a final approval not for the building but just for the final details. And that is of course uh, always the case, but but this this is a major victory for the Lord and for the Tree of Life Church and we're thankful. Very very thankful. Amen. And so we give praise, we give praise to God. And I want to say personally how much gratitude I have for each and every one of you. Because you are the, the church of the living God. Amen. What, a, what an honor to be able to say that of oneself. I'm in the church of the living God. Hallelujah. He died for us. He paid the price so we could be the church. And you were and you and through this process, and, and, and the process isn't over. I mean, we got we haven't even started yet. We just came through an approval process, and my goodness, you were so faithful and so supportive and so encouraging and and worshipful and giving and all of the things that are necessary to make this a successful venture. That is exactly what you have been, and I cannot thank you enough. It, it has been an encouragement to me as a pastor. You have encouraged me greatly, and I thank you for that deeply. And I love you, Tree of Life Church. I love you, and I give God praise for you. And, uh, and thank the Lord for what he's doing in our midst. It's good to be in the family of Jesus Christ. It is good to be in the family of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we're thankful for that. I'm so glad to see our young people here today. Can we give our young people a great big hand? Amen. They've just come through a couple weeks of camp meeting. And young people have been receiving the Holy Ghost and on fire for God. And we're going to hear more from them when the camp season is over. But let's give God praise for all that he has done for our wonderful young people. The branch. Amen. Amen. And we are, we are so grateful to all that are here today. I, uh, Brother Joel Heath is in the house. God bless Brother Joel Heath. Let's give him a great big hand. God bless you, Brother Joel Heath. Good to see you. Our dear friend, thank God for you. It's good to see Pastor Nathan Carroll from the great state of Georgia here. God bless him. This is Sister Don Birma's father. Amen. And we're so glad to see you. Amen. Pastor Carroll. And uh, I want to say... Uh, Brother and sister Gary and Jackie Moore, uh, we just received word that, of course, we've known it's been developing, but, but uh, we've just received word that 
sometime in July, they're going to be heading to a new chapter in life and to the nation of Italy. And, uh, and we are very sad to see them go, but we're very happy for this great opportunity that has opened itself up to them. And we love them. And we're going to be hearing more from them. Amen. Amen. They mean so much to us and have invested so much into the lives of this great congregation. And the, the young people, young people of multiple generations have been impacted by the life and ministry of Brother and Sister Gary and Jackie Moore. And we're going to be hearing more from them, but, uh, but we just want them to know that our love is with them. Our hearts are with them. And they'll always be a part of Tree of Life Church. Amen. 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 Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. And uh, before we go into the word of the Lord, I do need to let you know that uh, in, our, in our interactions with the city of Montgomery, we were reminded of some details pertaining to our parking, uh, one of which includes um, uh, no parking on the grass, no parking in, in fire lanes and uh, places that are not designated for parking. I know sometimes uh, we, we look for the most immediate available place and take it and don't necessarily know whether it's a parking space or not uh, but we are going to have to be mindful of that uh, going forward and even today I think there might be a couple of cars parked out here in a fire lane I was notified by our security team we might need you to to uh, to, to relocate those cars to a, another spot and our security and usher team is happy to help you to do that but we thank you and and uh, we're so glad you're here. And make sure you find another spot. Don't just, don't just start it up and, and leave. We want you to stay. <laughs> Amen. So God bless you. Thank you for your help in that matter. Uh, I'm reading this morning from the book of Psalms. And I'm reading from the 95th Psalm. And we're reading beginning at the first verse of Psalm 95. And uh, I want to just read a few verses of Scripture here in your hearing. These psalms are wonderful passages of Scripture. They speak of the greatness of God. And they even foretell of the coming of Jesus Christ. Psalm 95, verse 1. Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto Him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God. And a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it. And his hands formed the dry land. Oh come let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Amen. And I want to preach to you for a few moments this morning on this very simple subject. Why we worship. Why we worship. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. And before we proceed, we're going to pray over the word of the Lord. But before we proceed, I see somebody I forgot to mention. I see two of our newest members in the back. This is Brother Jib and Sister Carly Subramaniam's twin babies are in the house of the Lord this morning. Let's give them a great big hand. We are so excited. Amen. Amen. We've seen pictures, and they're just absolute bundles of joy, and we're so thrilled about the blessing of the Lord and the Subramanian family, and, and God is just great. Man, we got so many reasons to worship God, it's going to be hard to pick just one, but I'm going to preach why we worship. Could we lift our voices in prayer to the Lord before we enter His Word? Lord, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for this gathering of your people. Lord, we come before you with hearts full of thanksgiving. Humbled before your presence, asking, Lord, for you to move in our midst. Asking, Lord, for your precious mercy to be in this house. For your word to go forth and for the, the spirit of the living God to operate, Lord, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that you would allow your messenger to preach with a fervor and a boldness and a humility and a love. We give you praise for it today as we receive your word in Jesus' name. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. And Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Praise and worship are long time characteristics of, I'll say, of an apostolic Pentecostal church. They simply are uh, part of the fabric of what uh, comprises an apostolic Pentecostal church. And of course, if you're not familiar with those terms, let me just briefly explain. Apostolic uh, is a reference to the teachings of the apostles. And the, it's, it's a, true, uh, a true commitment and dedication to the teaching of the word of God. A Pentecostal is a reference to the day in which the Holy Ghost was poured out upon the uh, disciples in the upper room. And that experience is not relegated only to the book of Acts, the second chapter, but is a, an experience that is available even this morning. Amen. How many have experienced that beautiful Acts chapter 2 experience of receiving the Holy Spirit? Amen. Evidenced by speaking in other tongues. And it is, a, it is a glorious thing. And so accompanying that is, of course, the great joy that comes from having received the Holy Ghost into your life and having been buried in the precious name of Jesus and having all of your sins, every single one of your sins, washed away in the blood of the Lamb. And so there is, there is an accompanying praise and worship that follows that experience and it has been a characteristic of the apostolic Pentecostal gathering for as long as there have been apostolic Pentecostal people that gathered and it's very much a part of it and and, and I want to before we go any further I want to just make a, a distinction between praise and worship because we use them interchangeably we'll say praise and worship as though they're the same they're not quite the same but there are a lot of similarities and there are a lot of of consistencies between them but they are different praise is praise is simply 
singing and worshiping and giving glory to God with our mouth, with our hands, with our, with our words. It is applauding him. It is, it is magnifying him with our language, with our song, and that's praise. Uh, the same as if you were to praise somebody for a good deed they had done and said to them, uh, that was really outstanding what you did, or you compliment them. You are praising them, and that's how we praise the Lord. Worship is deeper than praise. Worship actually is a reference to to bowing and to total prostration. It it has to do with humbling oneself to the point that they are are level to the ground. And they are in total obeisance and and submission to the Lord. And so worship is more than what occurs in in a setting where you are giving God compliments Worship has to do with the fact that you are uh, uh, completely submitted to God, completely obedient to God. And, and so it, it does come into the, the, the praise experience because when you give him all of your praise, you are practicing submission. You are practicing obeisance. You are practicing a total prostration of one's self. When somebody says it doesn't matter to me what is happening around me, I just want to give glory and honor to the Lord, that's worship. And that needs to happen in every part of your life, not just when you're here on Sunday morning, but there needs to be worship to God in everything that you say, everything that you do, every decision that you make. There needs to be worship given unto the Lord. So this is the distinction between praise and worship. And of course, we, we, note it, we, we note it as being a part of our experience primarily when we all gather together. And so I'm going to focus on that, but I don't want to take away from the fact that, that there needs to be praise and worship occurring when we are not necessarily together. There needs to be praise and worship when you are driving your automobile down the interstate. There needs to be praise and worship when you first wake up in the morning. There needs to be praise and worship as you are falling to sleep at night. There needs to be praise and worship as you face the most difficult decisions of your day and of your life. There needs to be a river of praise and worship unto the Lord. You need to give thanks unto the Lord. You need to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You need to sing unto the Lord. You say, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Well, at least you got a bucket. I don't even have a bucket. But I'm going to sing unto the Lord a new song and make a joyful noise unto him and give thanks unto him and bless his name. And I'm going to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. This actually means when we talk about entering into his gates with thanksgiving, it's actually a reference. Not just when you walk through these doors, come in with praise, that too. But it, can, it also means that when you're anywhere, wherever you are, you can immediately enter into the gates of God merely by giving him thanks. 
And we talk about this. The elders used to say, count your blessings, name them one by one. There was, that wasn't just a catchy little cliche. That, that they were giving us a spiritual principle. They were saying, when you feel so much pressure falling on you, and you feel like things are becoming too hot to handle and too hard to cope with, you need to stop. Before you start getting all bent out of shape and start counting your blessings and name them one by one. Because it's easy to say, I don't have very many blessings. That is a lie and you believe the lie that the devil has told you. You are abundantly blessed. You are so abundantly blessed. The fact that we are breathing in oxygen and exhaling carbon dioxide. Oh, we are blessed. My lungs are working this morning. My heart is working this morning. My one kidney is working this morning. Hallelujah. We are abundantly blessed of the Lord. And it doesn't matter what you've got that's going wrong. You've always got something and multiple things to give God praise for. So we praise Him and worship Him at all times. And this is what the Bible teaches us. So, so this, is, this is very common in the apostolic Pentecostal church. We clap our hands unto the Lord. We absolutely, the Bible tells us to clap our hands. And we sing unto the Lord a new song. And we sing together, hallelujah. And, and in one voice, we magnify the name of Him who brought us up out of darkness and lifted us up out of a miry clay hallelujah and we and we lift our hands unto him and we it's it's like it's like a sign of surrender the way that we do it and and we magnify his name and it's 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 a glorious thing it's actually it actually is the the hebrew shape for the name of god it is it is the shape of the hebrew letter that is the name for god when we lift our hands unto the lord but but regardless we wait our hands we lift our hands we clap our hands we lift our voice in song and in shout we dance before the Lord it is a it is a it is a praise and a worship we get this from from the Old Testament when Miriam and the and the the daughters of Zion they came across the the mighty Red Sea and when they came across the Red Sea they looked behind them and they saw their their wicked taskmasters coming after them with hardened hearts calloused minds ready to pull them back into captivity and when they looked back and saw them enter into the sea for for a moment it seemed that they were going to come up on the other side the same way that the children of Israel had come up on the other side but that's not what happened by the time they got down into the sea with murder in their eyes and malice in their hearts the sea collapsed upon them and the Lord destroyed the enemies of Israel and they saw their faces no more forever Miriam grabbed a timbrel and began to dance before the Lord and all the daughters of Israel began to worship God for the Lord had brought them out and cast the horse and the rider into the sea oh blessed be the name of the lord we also get this from the psalmist david who when he saw the ark of the covenant of god returning to its rightful place it had been it had been displaced for so long but when he saw that ark of the covenant of God which represented the glory of the Lord returning to its rightful home he could not help himself he 
danced before the Lord. He worshiped God. He praised the Lord. You say, well, was it praise or was it worship? It was both. He praised the Lord in that he was thanking God for what he had done. But he worshiped the Lord in that he forgot about his surroundings and just laid it all out there before God and prostrated his his pride and prostrated his, his social status and said, all glory belongs to God. Hallelujah. And so, so we receive this from the Old Testament as a, as a reaction, as a rightful and proper reaction to the presence and the glory of the Lord. Now, we don't get out of order with it. We're not supposed to get out of order with it. The Bible says to let all things be done decently and in order. So we're not here to make a show of ourselves. It's not so that people can look at us. And watch us. It's not so people can applaud how much we praise God more than the guy next to us praises God. We're not trying to shout louder than the people around us. We're not trying to make a bigger scene than the people around us. It isn't about the people around us. And it's not about us. It's about Him. And when the Holy Spirit is in it, it will be decent, it will be in order, and it will be beautiful. And it will be glorious. And there will be a sweet perfume. And it will be powerful. And there will be a deep moving of the Holy Ghost in the house. And that's what happens when we worship God. Now sometimes because we are... We're very expressive worshipers, and we clap and sing and shout and stomp, and and sometimes we can get a little self-conscious of it, especially when somebody comes in who doesn't know anything about apostolic Pentecostal worship, and they come in, and they're expecting a nice, solemn little service, and and then somebody down the road begins to think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for them. And folks, you never know what's going to happen next. Because you start thinking about how that you once were addicted to a chemical substance that was nearly going to overdose you and drag your soul into a devil's hell. And you think about the fact that all you had to do was come to God and say, Lord, help me with this and give me strength over this. And God in his awesome power, God in his infinite wisdom, the Lord of glory, the maker of heaven and earth, the almighty God, the great I am, the El Shaddai, he came, hallelujah to you and broke those chains and delivered your soul you'd shout too you'd dance too you'd sing too you'd clap too you'd stomp as well Uh, oh blessed be his holy name and so, so I, I remember I was preaching at a tent meeting, a Methodist tent meeting. And I say Methodist tent meeting because it wasn't just Methodist. It, there were Mennonites, Methodists, Catholics, Presbyterians, Nazarene. There were so many denominations. And, and us apostolic Pentecostals were, were asked to be the preachers and asked to be the praise singers and asked to be the altar workers. And we said, where do we sign? 
And we had classes beforehand to have altar worker training and help them understand, look, we're dealing with multiple denominations, multiple different ideas about this. But the Methodist church was so hungry for the Holy Ghost to fall. They said, we want to see the Spirit of the Lord fall in our midst. And so I was, I was really wanting to be careful, you know, so that we didn't, you know, scare everybody out of, out of the tent. And so the Holy Ghost began to move. We preached Jesus. We preached the mighty God in Christ. We preached being baptized in his name, being filled with the Holy Ghost. And, 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 and the Holy Ghost began to move. And I, I said, Lord, we need something to break. I saw a young man in the back, and he was sitting next to Sister Willis. And you got to know Sister Willis. Sister Willis is a worshiper. She carries a guitar with Acts 238 written on the guitar. And she'll break that thing out anywhere, any place, and give God praise upon the stringed instruments. And I saw that young man back there weeping, and, 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 and he, he had the tears streaking down his face. And I went back and laid hands on him, and he wept, and, and nothing really happened. I turned around, and there was a, the Spirit of the Lord was so thick in that place. And I, I said, Lord, you got to break this open. Something's got to happen. Something's got to shift in the atmosphere. And I got back up to the, the, the platform, and when I turned around, here came Sister Willis with the young man in tow and was dragging him down the aisle, dancing and speaking in other tongues. And I thought, oh, no. It's all over. Everybody's going to run out of here. Sister Willis got the guitar in one hand and the kid in the other hand. And I thought, oh, my Lord, we are in trouble. But, but you know what happened? Everybody filed in line behind her and walked down to the front, lifted their hands, and there was a mighty outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. In that place. Because listen, it doesn't matter what denomination you are. This Holy Ghost is for whosoever will. It doesn't matter what you put on the doorpost of your church. This Holy Ghost is for whosoever will. Hallelujah. God wants to fill you with his Holy Spirit right now. God wants your soul to open up and magnify his name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something. Something happens when we begin to praise him and we begin to worship him. Something happens in the atmosphere. It does. It begins to change. Something shifts in the atmosphere. You know what I'm talking about. There is a, there is a spiritual release that comes from praising God and worshiping God. You could be going through the worst week of your life, but you walk into this house on a Sunday morning and you start collectively with your brother and your sister and folks you've never met before and you lift up your voice and say spirit break out break our walls down have your way oh God in this house we lift up the name of Jesus and pretty soon tears begin to flow even if you're happy you'll cry listen you'll get all messed up you'll be so happy and you'll be sobbing and, and, and just, just heaving weeping and you'll be full of the joy of the Lord other times you'll come in sad and a holy laughter will come on you and you'll have such joy exceeding joy unspeakable joy will come upon you as you begin to praise the Lord and worship his name oh hallelujah it, it, there's a spiritual release 
And nothing can replace it. There's nothing like being in the presence of the Lord, worshiping his name, praising his name, giving him glory. It begins to satisfy the soul. It begins to satisfy the longing of the human heart. It begins to fill all of those empty places that nothing else can fill. No chemical can fill it. No alcoholic beverage can fill it. No bad relationship can fill it. Only the presence of the Most High God can fill it. Hallelujah. And, and there is there's a refreshing. Can I get a witness? There's a refreshing. Woo, hallelujah. It's like, it's like somebody just put cold, refreshing water on you. And, and, and you're like standing in the hot sun then. And you're just standing in the glory of God. And it doesn't matter what bills are due. And it doesn't matter what symptoms are persisting. And it doesn't matter who called you what this week. And it doesn't matter what kind of problem is looming over the next week. I'm here in this moment. In the presence of the Lord. I'm sitting in heavenly places in Jesus Christ and I'm being refreshed in my spirit. I'm gaining new confidence to face tomorrow in this moment. I'm gaining new victory and new, new vision and, 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 and my fears are falling off and my worries are vanishing and all of my doubt and disappointment is being put into perspective. It's glorious. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. There's victory in praising God. There's victory in praising God. Hear, hear what I'm telling you. Literally, as you speak his praises, you are gaining victory. As you, just a moment ago, I said, lift Jesus higher than the problems you are facing. That is a spiritual weapon that the child of God is to use. What do you have that is high and, and towering over you in life? Fear, worry, depression, lust of the flesh. What kind of a thing is towering over you? Here's how you fight those things. You begin to praise the Lord and lift Jesus higher Higher than what? Higher than these things I just described. Higher than the fear. Higher than the depression. Higher than the lust of the flesh. Higher than the pride of life. Higher than the love of money. Higher than the bad relationship. Higher. Higher than the intimidation of the enemy. Lift Jesus higher until Jesus is the most high. And when you lift Jesus higher until he is the most high, then all these other things going on in your world are under his feet. There is victory in praise. There is power in praise. There is refreshing. There is victory. There is chain-breaking power. There is, there is this spiritual release. There is this good feeling when you stand under the spout where the glory comes out and you praise His name and you glorify His name. 
But as good as all of that is, that's not why we worship. That spiritual release, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I need it. But that's not why I worship. That victory, that chain-breaking power, that, 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 that shaking of my jail cell, that shaking of the foundation under my feet. Paul and Silas prayed and they sang praises unto God. And there was an earthquake that shook the whole foundation of the jail of where they were staying. And, but that's not why we praise him. There's healing in worship. But that's not why we worship. There's, there, is, there is deliverance in praise. But that's not why we praise. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible tells us why we praise. Well, pastor, I, I thought this is why we worship. Oh, no, this is what happens when you worship. But that's not why we worship. The Bible tells us why we worship. Oh, come. Let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God. Whether he breaks the chains or not, the Lord is a great God. Whether you feel a spiritual release or not, the Lord is a great God. Whether you feel refreshed when you leave his presence or not the Lord is a great God he is a great king above all God in his hand are the deep places of the earth the strength of the hills is his also the sea is his. He made it. His hands formed the dry land. Oh, come. Let us worship. Let us bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. We are the people of his pasture. We are the sheep of his hand. I do not worship because I feel a, a refreshing. I do not worship because I feel a release. I do not worship even though he gives me the victory. Whether I come in this place with chains on me, when I arrive and chains on me when I walk out, blessed be the name of the Lord. For he is worthy to be praised. He is our God. He is our maker. We are his people. We are the sheep of his hand. The sheep of his pasture. See, some people remain in bondage because they're worshiping for the wrong reasons. They're worshiping so they can get deliverance. They're worshiping so they can feel refreshed. They're worshiping so they can feel good. But they're not worshiping Him for who He is. Hallelujah.
I feel your presence, Lord. But if I didn't feel your presence, you're still worthy. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Blessed be your holy name. Why are you praising him? Because he is my maker. He is my God. And I am merely a lamb in his pasture. The sea is his. He made it. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And all they that dwell therein. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. And be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors. The Lord, strong and mighty, he is the king of glory. And the king of glory shall enter in oh sing unto the Lord a new song sing unto the Lord all the earth sing unto the Lord bless his name show forth his salvation from day to day declare his glory among the heathen declare his wonders among all people why for the Lord is great it does not say For you will feel better if you do it. It does not say, for you really like the song being sung. And if you really concentrate hard enough, you might cry. Or you might feel like shouting. Or you might have a spiritual release. No, none of that. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all God. For all the gods of the nations are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. That's the difference. That's the difference. All the gods of the nations are idols. Having eyes, they see not. Having ears, they hear not. Having mouths, they speak not. They cannot stretch forth their arm to heal. They cannot stretch forth their hand to deliver. And yet people bowed down to them day in and day out. People clap unto them, applaud them. People give their whole lives to them. People sell their whole soul so that they can receive the benefit, the material benefit of these ungodly idols. But there's a difference between these idols of the nations and Jehovah God. You see, Jehovah made the heavens. I need you to understand what that's saying. That's saying not only did he make the atmospheric heavens, that breathing we just talked about a moment ago, that's God that did that. God put this atmosphere together. God said, we're going to call the day light day and call the darkness night. And we're going to fill it with stars and sun and moon. And we're going to cause the atmosphere to be full of purpose and power so that when I form man of the dust of the ground and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life and he becomes a living soul he'll be able to breathe in air that I made for him he'll breathe out air hallelujah that I made for him you're not doing that by yourself 
Notice, notice what you're capable of doing. You breathe in this good air God gave you. It stays in your system for no time at all. And by the time it comes out, it's a poison. That's how toxic you are and how toxic I am. This body is decomposing. It's corrupting as we speak. But the Lord made the heavens. Not only did he make the atmospheric heavens, but he made the heavens and the heaven of heavens. Hallelujah. He prepared a place for us that where he is, there we may be also. He is different than the gods of the nations. He made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the earth. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of the holiness. Fear before him all the earth. O sing unto the Lord a new song. For this song will be great and everybody's going to love it. And you're going to feel chill bumps up and down. No! Sing unto the Lord. Lord, a new song for he hath done marvelous things his right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory some people only want to shout if it's Bill Gaither others only want to shout if it's Kirk Franklin you need to get to the point where you'll shout doesn't matter if it's Kirk Bill or anybody else just Jesus just Jesus he brought me out he brought me out he brought me out. And I'm going to tell you something. If somebody's going to sing a song that lifts up his name, somebody's going to sing a song that magnifies the name of the Lord, you better believe I'm going to clap. You better believe I'm going to stop. I don't care if it was written a hundred years ago or yesterday. If it magnifies his name, to God, to God be the glory. Oh, I wonder if somebody could praise him right now. If somebody could worship him right now. Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. Go ahead. Stand with me right now. Stand with me right now. Hallelujah. Musicians can come. We need to praise the Lord. We need to praise his name. We need to magnify him and give him glory. Now, I'm going to warn you before we do. There's going to be joy. But that's not where we're worshiping. I'm going to warn you before we do, there's going to be a dance in your step. But that's not why we're worshiping. I'm going to warn you before you do, chains are going to fall off. But that's not why we're worshiping. I'm going to warn you before you do, there's going to be victory outside this house. But that's not why we're worshiping. We're worshiping because he is good. Because he is holy. Because he is mighty. Because there's none like him. Because he saved my soul from a burning hell. Because he lifted me up out of darkness. And he placed me into the glorious light of his countenance. That's why we praise him. That's why we clap. The book of Psalms does, shouldn't have to make you clap. You ought to clap because he's worthy. You ought to shout because he's holy. You ought to dance because there's none like unto him. 
I could go through these psalms and read all of these commands to clap unto the Lord. Or to sing unto the Lord a new song. Or to make a joyful noise unto the Lord, whatever that is. But I shouldn't have to do that to prove to you that you ought to praise Him. If He's been good to you. to sing. We're getting ready to sing. Don't worry. But I wonder if somebody can dance before the music starts. Oh, we're going to sing and we're going to shout. But I wonder if somebody can shout before the drums pick up. Come on, we're going to sing and we're going to shout. But I wonder if somebody can give him praise from your soul, from down deep inside. Because he's worthy of all praise and all worship and all glory. Come on, I want some folks that used to be sick to give him praise. I want some folks that are sick right now to give him praise. I want some folks that used to be depressed to give him praise. I want some folks that are depressed right now to give him praise. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Give glory unto his name. Give glory unto his name. Give praise unto God. For he is the God of all gods. He is the king of all kings. He is the Lord of all Now we're going to begin singing and giving God praise. And there's going to be a mighty wave of the Holy Ghost sweep across this entire sanctuary and out into the lobby. The power of God is going to move. If you need the Holy Ghost, let God fill you with the Holy Ghost right now. You're going to feel like dancing. You're going to feel like shouting. You're going to feel like singing. You're going to feel like lifting up the name of the Lord. But just understand why you worship. You worship because he's worthy. You worship because he's holy.
Come on, let the Holy Ghost move right now. Let the Holy Ghost move right now. Come on, lift up your hands right now in the name of Jesus. Because I'm happy, I sleep because I'm free. Jesus is the reason why I sing. Oh, Jesus is the reason why I sleep. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus is the reason why I sing. Well, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. Well, Jesus is the reason why I sing. Jesus is the reason. Come on, come on, come on. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. Jesus is the reason why I sing. I know Jesus is the reason why I sing. Jesus is the reason why I sing. Oh, I sing because I'm happy. Well, I sing because I'm free. Jesus is the reason why I sing. I said, Jesus is the reason why I sing. Jesus is the reason why I sing. Hallelujah. I sing because I'm happy. Well, I sing because I'm free. Oh, Jesus is the reason why I sing. Well, I had a song of pain full of distress and shame in a life that had no harmony. Experience the power of Jesus, his love gave sweet melody. I know Jesus is the reason why I sing. Hallelujah, Jesus is the reason why I sing. Thank you, Lord, Lord. I sing because I'm hell, I sing because I'm free. Jesus is the reason why I sing. Okay, now listen, here's how we do it. Put your hands together. Now stomp your feet. You gotta clap like this. You gotta move. You gotta move. You gotta praise him with the members of your body. Praise him in the dance. Praise him in the dance. Worship the Lord. For he is good. Come on, with joy. Sing with joy. Shout. Jesus is the reason. Oh, Lord, Lord. I said, Jesus is the reason why I sing. Yes, he is. Jesus is the reason.